0: My name is Mangim Bileni. Uh, I'm a storyteller, first and foremost, uh, but in this particular case, a visual storyteller. I think I've um, sort of tried my hand at directing, uh, I'm a producer, content producer, and uh, a partner at Level Fair Production, which is a content creation agency. I was uh, born in Soweto. Uh, I grew up, I I spent the first sort of formative years in in Soweto before we moved out. Growing up, I really saw myself playing professional soccer one day. Really, I I saw myself playing professional soccer one day. I just thought to myself, if I can get through this whole schooling system and then maybe get a shot at at VITS and play for VITS and somehow, someway see myself playing sort of PSL, I'm happy I've done, I've done it all. But that was always my, my dream. Um, but sort of storytelling for me also came as like a, a very natural second option. Um, when I was still at school in, in Soweto, uh, before going to, you know, the Burbs, as sort of a lot of people ended up going to. Um, I remember, it must have been like 93 or 92 or 93, one of those two years, um, they actually brought Serafina, the, 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 the feature film, to my school and they put it up uh, and they projected it for everyone to see. That was like the first film I ever watched, I guess a big screen, if you want to call it that. Um, and I was just like blown away. I was fascinated, but not just by the, by the medium, but just by the, this idea of having to construct the story and just what an impact that story potentially has on an audience, because it had a huge impact on me. And I could see, I could relate to some of those issues. I could see myself, you know, in terms of the representation, and I was like, "God, this is this is definitely something I'd love to tap into." Um, so I'm, both, yeah, a very inquisitive kid. Um, my my strengths always lied in in art and history and English and just and communicating. So I was never like, oh, "I'm definitely gonna get get into film or TV." I just knew that storytelling has to play a big part of my my journey. After after matric, I went to Varsity in Cape Town. I didn't do the you know. There's a lot of people in in, in our industry that you know it went straight the the film route. I I wasn't a thousand percent sure, um, was sort of exact direction I wanted to go. But what I what I knew is that I wanted to work in the media. I wanted to work with storytelling, regardless of 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 the medium. Um, so I think. I, that's what led me to sort of deciding to, uh, to go to UCT. So I did, uh, I studied uh, film and media in my undergrad and I was like, I really wanted to actually specialize in film. Um, but you couldn't do that in first year, so yeah, you could only do that in second year. And I only, so then I didn't get into like the film Specific field, even though I was still majoring in a film. So then I got into radio production, and not film production. I was, you know, I was quite bummed about that. But I, I continued um, doing, you know, sort of going on my film journey throughout my university career, and then and then whilst majoring in in in, in radio production as well. Um, so that's essentially how I landed up in 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 radio. Um, when I got back, I actually got offered a job initially in Cape Town whilst I was still studying as a student. And I was like, there's just no chance. Like, I really want to go back to Joburg. I really want to go back home. I'm done with Cape Town, you know? So, <laughs> so I made that try. I came back home with no job option, no job offer or, you know, no employment per se. But what I did then is I enrolled at the Vits Radio Academy and they gave me a full bursary, which was really, really cool. So I was like, okay, cool. At least I'm not going to sit on my ass for, for some time. Time. You know, it was a one year program, so I did that, but in, I think in the second month of that um, and then I approached the station manager at, at, uh, at a actually talk radio station and he gave me a shot and and I literally started working the, the, the following week after that as a freelance producer and then finally working my way to being a senior producer on some of the biggest radio shows uh, at the time with, with 3D Clubby and a, and a whole host of other uh, other um, you know well-renowned sort of talk show hosts. And I think for me the lessons I learned there really laid the foundation for what would be my next step in, t- in terms of my journey as as a, as a a media professional, and that I was a content producer, and I think the fundamentals are literally the same when it comes to content production. You know, there's the, there's a big part of it is research. There's a big part of it is making those phone, those phone calls, scheduling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A big part of it is that, and then being able to tell the story. You know, um, so I really applied those lessons going into uh, my next job. Um, I remember, what I, I, I watched V Entertainment one day and I was like, this is a really dope show. And, so it, was really, and it, was, it was doing like some like really cool things that were quite groundbreaking at the time. So this was like 2010, 2011. Yeah, I was around 2011 and I was like, they were doing some really groundbreaking stuff in terms of the entertainment space. And I was like, well, I think I could fit in Really well. Plus, I'm tired of talk radio now. I'm tired of this, this adult thing. I think that's where that's why my mom thought I was a journalist. <laughs> um, and and so I actually I just sent them an email. I remember I watched the credit and I sent them an email, a company called uh, afrikaans And at the time they said, look, we're not we're not we don't have we're not taking anyone in or anything along those lines. But um, come a time where maybe we're looking, we'll get back to you. You know, those. And you just think to yourself, ah, oh, well, okay, whatever. And I just continued with my life, um, working in radio. And then, like six months later, I just got this email to be like, yo, listen, I, you know, are you keen to meet with us? And I was like, what? This is crazy. So I met with uh, I met with the, the guys that run the company. Um, and literally, I think about a week or two later, I, I started as a, working as a content producer then for uh, V Entertainment. And that was a whole new journey altogether. I, I worked at uh, this production company that was producing uh, VNs or at least the news inserts for for V Entertainment for numerous years, almost five years. Um, but in that, I had grown, and we had completely changed the the, the show itself. And you know, I think uh, we did a great job, even in creating this what we see now as like a celebrity culture in South Africa. I think they. You know that show did a, played a huge role in that, but I sort of had reached the ceiling, and in, in between that, I you know I worked on various productions, you know worked on you know a couple of other like reality shows and that, but for me, I felt like I had I had I had reached the ceiling, and in my attempts to try to grow myself and 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 you know sometimes you know those kind of uh, decisions are made with resistance in the sense that maybe the company that you work for isn't going that direction, you know, so it's like you know, they can't quite accommodate what you aspire to achieve. But uh, so you need to, so essentially you need to make make uh, decisions then, which is what I did. I, I figured um, well, I can't continue doing this unless I can find a new role within the business. Uh, I'm probably going to have to step out quite soon. But before getting there, I had worked uh, with my now business partner. We, we, we actually uh, worked on a, um, a documentary together, like maybe a year prior to that. Which we never actually ever put out, but we we just wanted to see, we wanted to produce this thing. And we worked with a, a famous musician called um Kid Funk here in South Africa. And I mean he loved the documentary and like he hunted us for ages, like, guys, let's put this thing out. But we were so like self-conscious about the product that we didn't end up putting out. We were like, Oh, you know, this shot wasn't good, this interview wasn't great, we never ended up putting it out. But that allowed us to work together to see how we could potentially, you know, partner up for future projects. And 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 then we started uh, an an an, um, an online web series uh, called Unfiltered, and through that we realized that okay, cool, like we've got a product now, and we work really, really well together. And then we were approached by a, a sort of blue chip company to be like, "This is really cool." They saw this online. They were like, "This is really cool. Can you produce something like this for us for um, you know leading up to a particular campaign?" We were like. Sick, of course we can. <laughs> and it was a paying job, you know? So we, and we got the check there and we're like, dude, you know, we could, you know, if we like really put our mind to it, we could probably make this work and make it a, a business venture. And that's essentially what led us to finally taking that, 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 that plunge. Um, yeah, my business partner at the time was also working for like a company, like a, also a blue chip company. Um, and we, we just decided, well, like, you know, let's, let's go for it. We we've got nothing to lose essentially we're both hard with where we are and we're both ready for that next phase in our lives and then we decided to set up a love affair production anyone who tells you that they had no stresses and they went into entrepreneurship and it was smooth sailing from the jump is lying, you know, <laughs> straight up. It's it's like twenty four hours stress, um. And so after we we sort of registered the company, we registered the company in December, but even prior to registering the company, we were already in talks with um with another company uh, who wanted to produce like a like a series of documentaries, and we were like that's great. And, but you know these, these things take time before you finally get to actually making. Um, the the thing and we i think for the first couple of months maybe like the first three months like absolutely nothing we knew so we'd already signed this this thing to be like we're definitely shooting this and producing uh the the, you know these documentaries in the new year but as to when exactly we're going to start we weren't sure we ended up starting i think it was april sort of mid-april of the new year so can you imagine the first was jan feb march like just nothing no work coming in nothing um i was also quite foolish uh, 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 in not saving enough money for <laughs> for this thing you know i was like living la vida i was like oh you're going to start this thing and I, and I um and and in in that sense i probably should have been better prepared um but the first three months where you absolutely getting nothing there's no income you really start thinking to yourself you know, have I made the, the right decision? But in between that, I think for me, what's really driven me is that in between that, crazy enough, I got approached for three job offers, three like separate job offers. I think maybe somehow, some way, um someone said, look, Mangi's actually done with this thing, he's gonna start his own thing, or Mangi is free. Um, and I, I turned all of them down and I was like. I've made this decision. I hope this decision works out. So I think when we started with our first uh, uh, production, um, then I was like, whew, okay, we're working now. And it was—I mean, I won't lie to you—it was—it was like a decent paycheck then to sort of smooth the the, the tide a bit, and then to see us uh, through to the second half of the year. And I, yeah, I think that's that sort of stress then subsided, and we—I guess. Have managed to deal with the day to day challenges and the challenges of running a business as and when they come. Um, I think the biggest challenge though for us was because we've set up uh, this thing from scratch, you know, with no, not not necessarily like a production in the bag already or a big deal in the bag. We actually started off with um, my friend's uh, brother gave us a 20K like interest free loan. He was like, dude, you will pay me back when you can. Which was really kind of him. So we started with that. And we're also fortunate to have uh, quite a fair amount of our own gear from just working, you know, and collecting throughout the years. And so we at least hit the ground running in, in that sense and we won't stress too much. Um and and at least our, also our families were quite understanding in that they'll help out here and there. Hey, So you know will help us out in, in that regard. But it, yeah, it, it's been tough, man. It's been tough. But I think for me, the biggest lesson and what I've taken out from that is that I really know my business inside out. You know, there's no there's no part in the, in the in the last three and a half years, there's no part of it I haven't been involved in, you know, whether it's the legalese, whether it's the sort of the finances and the monies and the accounts, uh, you know, or the actual productions and that it's just like I've been fully involved in it so that to this point where I'm like ah, you, you can't lie to me you can't you know <laughs> you can't change me on this you know and, and that helps also in, 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 in giving you value out there. You, you learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about what you can do and, and the product that you produce and that you can sort of almost command what you feel is is due to you. In terms of the end game, I've never seen myself as like that person where I'm like, oh, you know, when I finally win the Oscar, then I'm done. I can call it a day. You know, um, I, although that would be nice, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I've never said that to myself. I've always said I'd love to con- continuously evolve and continuously to grow. Um, so even with what I'm doing now, I mean, I'm starting to, I'm studying towards my my masters, and that's. Focusing on directing and focusing on on, on screenwriting is something that I want to perfect and it's something that I want to hone. so you know so that I can sort of take this and 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 as a craft and literally grow it not just as a person but grow my company and 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 really make a difference in the sense of You know, I think people underestimate how much stories change lives, you know, one of the uh, uh the, the programs that I watched as a kid was Yuzo years Yuzo. Years that completely changed everything for me. I was like, this is incredible. This is, this is it. This is what I want to do, you know? And I think if I can change people's lives in that way, you know, even if I changed 10 people's lives, for me, then I feel like I really would have answered my calling. Um, We have a long way to go. I, I look at my peers and it's, it, I think it's, maybe it's a, it's a millennial thing. You sometimes look around and you feel like this person is like, is gone, and they're doing so well, and 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 this one just scooped up helicephthes, and this one just did this, and this one is right now, traveling the world and doing this and this, and then you feel, you know, you get like, oh my god, what am I doing? I feel like I'm not going anywhere, um, but I, I, I'm very like sort of steadfast on 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 my vision and my journey, and and. Yeah, I think I have a long way to go. I, I think a SAFTA would be nice, and I think <laughs> a feature film under my belt would be nice, but we are really like focusing. So my biggest focus now is on sort of digital uh, uh, video production, but also just in, in creating a platform where we feel like this is a platform that's going to um, not only um, allow us to um, house our stories or house our content, um, I want, We're building a platform where we can then aggregate content from other regions within the African continent to showcase, but also to give, I think, young people an opportunity to, or not just young people, but people an opportunity to have a platform where they can have their stuff there, but um, also other people can see it and be like, oh God, maybe we should develop this into this and this and that, or should you know whether it's a broadcaster or a VOD service whatever the case may be that's like my like my next big thing is that it, there's a lot of potential within the, the digital content space and that's that's where i see my next uh move going towards